Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hi guys, my name is Tamika Newhouse and I am the creator of Trace and Tamika, my memoir podcast. Please tune into season three, streaming on all platforms, including YouTube right now. Hey y'all. <laughs> all right y'all, we are here for another episode of Traces of Mika. And as I continue my journey of healing and discovering a new me, I'm joined here by my good friend, Krista Jordan, of maybe almost 15 years, yeah. somewhere around there. Um, and Crystal has a new book called Dear Alpha Theory, y'all. So I really wanted to bring her in for season three because Crystal has known me in my dating history for quite a while. I remember we've had a lot of conversations about my take on dating. Um, and now I have transitioned to a, a new approach to, to dating as I am evolving um, into an, uh, a grown woman, I would say. I'm growing up and stuff. Um, and I wanted to come uh, have Crystal come on and talk about this subject of being an alpha female, what they really thought it looked like. Because I, I still am an alpha female, but I am a different type of alpha female. We're going to talk about that. <laughs> so, Crystal, thank you so much yeah. for being a part of Traces and Mika. Finally! Yeah, I know, like, like I was supposed to be in the first season. Yeah. And then yeah. you just didn't. Yeah. And yeah. You just kept, so I'm, I'm just good to finally be here. It's probably good that she wasn't in part of season one because season one was so heavy. I was still like neck deep in healing. Yeah. And I chose to heal openly. Yeah, you did. But yeah. I but I told you, I appreciate that because as your friend, I watched you. Like, we'll, we'll have our meetups every yeah. once in a while, but then I also watch the journey and you share so much, you know, on yeah. social. But I think it's healing for other people to have yeah. someone that's actually able to add voice to their experience. So, yeah. I'm and I did, y'all. I, I, I probably overshared. Um, but I, I think that for me to to really do justice with this project of Trace Amiga, y'all, and this is the last season of Trace Amiga. I'm transitioning to doing some other stuff. I don't want to talk about my business no more. <laughs> but for me to really get through some of the things I was dealing with, I had to talk about it. And I didn't want to just graze the surface. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to be raw with it. And plus, I didn't do nothing. Yeah. I was innocent. <laughs> People were doing stuff to me, so I was telling <laughs> I want to tell all their business, this is what they did to me, and I'm sad, I'm mad, and I want y'all to be sad and mad with me. That was the whole point. Okay. Um, but I had to deal with um, trying, like understanding motherhood. I had to learn on my own. 
I didn't have, or well, we both experienced that. I have my mother. Mm-hmm. Um, as as mothers ourselves, they mm-hmm. grown up as you know women and dating and really having to discover about that on our own. Mm-hmm. I didn't have that guidance, and yeah. so you and I can really share a lot of that sentiment of just having to discover ourselves and discover men and relationships and being a mother and finding balance and dreaming all of that at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so now we're both in different Basically, right? <laughs> Very much so. So you are two years married now. I am. I am a year and a half married. Okay. I've been in this relationship for three years. Okay. And I okay. never thought that. I did not see this happening. I did not see this happening. Um, I kind of did because you, you hope, you used to put it out there. Mm-hmm. Like you will speak about the desires of wanting to be in a relationship or, or just love. Like you, you are open to love again and I was like, man, fuck love. I'm like, love. like, I got a boyfriend here, boyfriend over there. Like, I was just doing me. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I wish I could do that. <laughs> I, think, you know, I, think, I think mine was more like, after, at a certain point, I realized I did not want that experience, my, my marriage ending in mm-hmm. a horrible way, mm-hmm. to, I didn't want to give that marriage the power to hold me back. Right. You know what I mean? So it was a little bit agenda motivated. Like, I'm not going to let that failure and the fact that you decided that you didn't want me to be your wife, that's not going to be the end of my story. Right. And so really that drove me for a long time. So I don't think I really believed it. I believed it for other people. Like, I would talk to you. I would talk to my other friends. But I don't think I actually visualized it. I visualized I'm not going to let this be me. Yeah, right. Because that's kind of like what our females do is like, and you know, you're not gonna be good job for him walking, like for him to step on over here. He helped you out for real. He did, but I didn't. I did not see it like that for a long, we never long really time. Did. A long never. time. Yeah. And for me, no, I, I, I won my stuff. You did. <laughs> Yours was different. Yours was different. Mine was, was holding on. I was holding on. I was sad. I was heartbroken. You were like. Good risk. <laughs> I'm like, man, F you. Okay. And because my, my, my situation with my first marriage was not only toxic, but I saw a side that nobody else would see. Yeah. And so he was very good with stepping out in public and mm-hmm. presenting a different person. Wow. And then people were like, what? He did that? That's him? He did. And I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> it was Dr. Yeah. yeah. And so then I would see him interact in public and how he would talk to people. And I'm like, this dude is psycho. <laughs> because I see a whole other side. Yeah. And that ain't him. Yeah. And for a long time, I had to um, come to peace with, yes, I chose him. I had to start mm-hmm. taking accountability in my choices. Mm-hmm. I chose him. Mm-hmm. I had children with him. And that's my choice. So yeah. I have to stop being upset about the person that I chose. And I think a lot of people yeah. are upset about they don't like their baby mama, mm-hmm. they don't like their baby daddy, but you chose them. You chose them. That's a lot of people like that. Men and women, I'm glad you brought men into the conversation because it's like, you can't be angry at the children. Mm-hmm. You can't be angry at the woman because at the end of the day, you lay down with them. And the same thing for me. Now, my, I'm not, my situation was a little different. We were together for 13 years. We got married just way too young. Right. I'm going to put it on that, even though for me, I probably would have been fine staying married, but I think men have to go through a different type of maturity. And I had a great, probably 10 years that were great. Like when I first met you, I was in a great place, right? Yeah. When I, was in, I was in Oklahoma, you know, I had what a lot of people thought was a perfect marriage. I thought, and then we went through a huge, a huge tumultuous time of me being sick and then him losing his job. And it brought out a part of a side of him that I didn't, I hadn't seen. 
So he ended up having an affair and just decided to be done with the marriage after 13 years. So that was a huge blow because we had had a really good relationship. And that's like my best friend for 10 years, you know? So it was hard for me to like, not only let go of him, but let go of that picture that we had. Yeah. You know, our families were connected. I loved his mom and dad, his brother. You know, we had these two kids that came from, so for me, I was caught up in always trying to make the picture look right. And I was like, that would be a single mom. I'm not gonna have this family. We're struggling, so it was it was really hard for me to make peace with that. Yeah, I can imagine. You know, I can imagine that being really hard, and and then and then you had to transition into being a single mom in Atlanta. Yeah, and so and this is kind of like when our our journeys kind of crossed mm-hmm. because eventually I too became a single mom, but yeah. by choice. Yeah. And because, granted, when I was married, I was still single. <laughs> I felt because I was doing everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it came to the point where I had to find a good balance between my dreams mm-hmm. and being an active parent. Yeah. Because I am not soft and feminine mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And so this is going to go into the alpha mm-hmm. female world. We're going to get to the point. <laughs> so I'm not naturally soft and feminine. Yeah. And even in my marriage, I didn't have the chance to be. Yeah, because I was either you know pursuing goals, paying bills, managing mm-hmm. the family. I was doing taking care of the children by myself. My ex was in the military so often. Yeah. He was in and out. He went to the, the Iraq War a few times. So I had to take care of the the family mm-hmm. and really manage everything on my own. So yeah. I knew how to do everything on my own because I've been doing it on my own. Yeah. But when it came time to really try to explore different relationships. Outside of my marriage now, it, it got to the point where I was a little bit um, dominant, I guess, a little bit more uh, masculine, yeah. I guess, in a sense. And then my uh, my take on relationships, because I got married young, yeah. I wasn't wanting to be tied down. Mm-hmm. I didn't see the point in that. Right. If it's not leading to marriage, why am I just talking to you? Yeah. I want to just talk to everybody that I want to talk to. <laughs> and some people didn't like that. Yeah. Um, but I was always very really honest about how I really wanted to pursue dating and, and things like that. If you're not going to come in and, and I guess pay my bills, because this is when guys think that we gold diggers, right? Yeah. But let's break it down later. Okay. Let's, let's break it down later. <clears throat> cool. So you want me to give you my time. You want me to do it to you, mm-hmm. and, you do it. <laughs> and you don't want me to talk to nobody else. Right. Okay, so what am I getting? What's the benefit? What are, where, what are we doing? That, that's, a, that's a real question. But I think, I think before we get there, we have to go back to, you said something that was really important, that I think in writing this book, I had to realize, because I actually became, after being a single mom and being in Atlanta, being an entrepreneur, where in my marriage, I was soft and feminine. I couldn't be that way anymore. Right. So it created an alpha. So I asked him, like, what created your alpha? So I know from your story, first of all, you know, losing your mother, right? At an early age, you have to, you can't, you're no longer being able to be taken care of. You are now the sole provider for yourself. Everything is on you. You realize that. And then also being with a man that does not make you feel safe and secure creates an alpha personality. That part. Right? So, yeah. so, and then you're also very ambitious and career driven, right? Mm-hmm. And so all those things together created this alpha personality. And it's, it, it's, it's not realistic to assume that you could be this personality in one aspect of life and it wouldn't carry over to others. That's just not realistic. People, men are like, oh, you should be like this alpha and this aggressive woman at work, but come home and not be. That doesn't happen. 
people right. are who you are who you are you show up as who you are but I think a lot of times especially for women of color our alpha is created out of struggle that part right yes and so we need to, we need to be in situations with men that are first of all understand that and then are able to step in and provide that feeling of safety and security because someone like yourself and even myself after I was divorced I'm like I'm not I'm not giving up the reins to you I don't trust you Mm-hmm. You know, and if I don't trust you, I don't even, I would look at men that I would meet and I'm like, I have two children and I'm taking care of my home, I'm taking care of my car, every, the bills are paid. Yeah. You're not doing that for your situation, so why would I trust you to take care of me? I'm going to hold on to these reins, sir. <laughs> and they don't know, uh, why am I doing it to you? Why? why, why, why? Like, why? honestly though, like, granted, no, you don't have to take care of my bills. You right. don't have to. Right. Not at all, because I'm not saying that I can't. You don't have to take care of my deals, right? Uh, but you do have to date me. You do have to take me out. You right. do have to make me feel safe, right? Um, you do need to support me emotionally. Mm-hmm. Or why are we? Why, yeah, why? because what's the point? I don't. I didn't understand the point. So you know, for me, yeah. I actually, and, and I don't think this is everybody's journey, but for me, I actually decided I was like, I'm going to sell it. Because I was tired of, because for me, I know sex was very connected to my emotional, yeah. right, my emotional being. So when I'm laying down, first of all, the sex is not always good. No, it's not. Good, okay. Yeah. It's not always good. If I don't trust you, first of all, to actually be able to relax and, 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 and feel like you're someone I can feel secure with, I'm not going to really enjoy sex with you anyway. It's just true. Because I'm always, either I'm performing Right? And yeah, which is fake. Which is, I mean, sometimes it's fun, but it's not really fulfilling. You know what I mean? If I perform and I'm putting out a, put a performance, Ooh. it's probably because I'm acting. Yeah, I'm acting. And I think, I, I do, I think women enjoy acting sometimes, but that's not fulfilling for me. Right? That's really just me showing up, showing myself this is how I'm trying I'm to please you. And then I get to the point, okay, so why am I doing this? What? And what am I getting out of that? It's not really being reciprocated. Yeah. So, this, yeah. so I just decided I quit because I wasn't meeting guys. <laughs> I was like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done with this. It's ridiculous. Like, I'm just, I'm just wasting good, I'm <laughs> wasting good mileage. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's not equal anything. And it's not, I didn't want to keep doing that. So I just like I'm done. I stopped. I started dating with intention. I I would go on sabbaticals from dating for a long time. But I think what's the the important part of that conversation is a woman. I feel like career women women that are ambitious that have come from a struggle foundation. We're not going to show up in a submissive package to anybody. That doesn't make any sense. You you have to now. I do think there's some things about ourselves that we have to check when you when you want a relationship. That means you need to do the work to heal. You need to do the work to make sure that you are a reciprocate. You know, you're a part of it that is able to reciprocate and receive. But you also have to be smart about the men that you're with. And I cannot be with a man that I can't trust. This is true. Because if I, it's going to bring out an ugly part. Crystal, she's going to talk, right? Like, I just, I can't do that. So I think in the whole journey of, you know, you're all, you know, it's not him, it's you. Really, it's about knowing who you are and being a better picker of the men. Because I started realizing I can't be laying down with people that I don't. If I wouldn't give you $5,000, and most men I would not trust with $5,000, then why would I give you my body? I'm I'm saying that's just ridiculous. So I'm saying, so I can't give you you something that I I know is is treasure way more than that. Because I'm not getting this amazing sexual experience out of it if I don't even trust you enough to take care of me. 
You know what I mean? Like, I, I, it's, it's, a, it's a waste for me. That's how I looked at it. And that's how I started moving differently. And the result was a man that I actually, I have never met a man until I met my husband that I actually truly trust. Well, you know what? I, when I first met you, because first of all, you was, did anybody even know you was with this man for so long? I, I, had, I, had, I keep all social media, you know, I, I was like, I'm going to keep this. I was like, wait, you get married. What was that name? I could have been married before. Wait, what? What's going on? This is a hoax. What we, what we doing? Because you would have mentioned something. All yeah. these years we talked about dating and love and all that. I'm like, yeah. You definitely kept a really well held secret. I did. Um, and I, I like uh, I like how you delivered um, your your relationship when it was sealed and mm-hmm. y'all were going to that yeah. that permanent level. Because we had some yeah. stuff to work through. Yeah, we worked through some stuff first, but yeah. we did it just the two of us. Yeah, you know, and I and because I had committed, you know, I'm a relationships editor for a magazine and doing that, I had committed to talking about black love in a positive mm-hmm. way. And I and I I had told myself I had a conversation with a good friend of mine and she was like if you want to even before I was in a relationship I was like I'm single but I believe in love and I am tired of our community pitting us against each other mm-hmm. so I'm only going to speak about positivity so because I was doing that I had to wait <laughs> until the time was right and I knew that I, this is a relationship I could really trust and this was something serious as opposed to you that had some other people that you know. Whatever. Yeah. No, and I, you know, I remember, I remember when I finally did meet your husband. I was like, ooh, okay, totally different from the other ones. You wasn't picking good. I wasn't picking. No, no. That's the trouble. It was, um, <laughs> you know, like they was good. Like yeah. that one that you were talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta be way more. Than I'll just be honest. Good. I'll be honest. I like pretty things. Yeah. And and your husband's pretty. He is, but 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 that wasn't the biggest part about him because actually I. Yeah, I like pretty chocolate things. But yeah. he's, not, he's not chocolate, but I and now I like white chocolate. But before I'm not gonna lie. Oh he Yeah. But before I did, I went through a stage where I was only dating like I mean they were like athletes, mm-hmm. um uh, uh body was uh physical trainers, yeah. like Muscular. I was just like yeah, I was, I, was a, I mean it was fun. I was fun time of stuff like that. It is. But I'm, I, I see, I see <laughs> now um, the the choice that that you decided to make for yourself was yeah. completely different it's from what true. you wanted, right? And God gave you what you needed. It's true. And let's go into your to, to Alpha female a little bit more, okay? Because it's more to being an Alpha female than just the men that we dealt with. Mm-hmm. Society. So we can we can talk about a lot of different things from the system. From society, yeah. from generational curses, mm-hmm. there's a lot of different things. And yes, we know that America has strategically done different things to break down the black family. Absolutely. We know that a lot of things have not been on our control. Mm-hmm. We know these things. Mm-hmm. We can we can talk about this from when our ancestors came here and they were property on up till when they was you know released and they didn't have anything mm-hmm. up until when they welfare started system, building right? yeah the welfare system where you can be married. Mm-hmm. To the crack epidemic when suddenly cocaine was in our neighborhoods and we didn't go overseas to break it to how to get it. It was a lot of different, yeah, a lot of different things, mm-hmm. even down to incarcerating our men. Um, and now we have like a, it's a whole, and I don't want to get into the secrets because I wanted to offend uh, mm-hmm. people, but now it's like the, the black man that we 
that we saw in them in the 50s and 60s and mm-hmm. took care of their family and they were a respectable man and, and they worked and they took care of the family. And even if they had a whole dozen across town, they did. you know, they took care of their family too. And right. was, everybody respected each other's right. boundaries. Like that was, and granted, I ain't doing that. Right. I'm just saying. Yeah. They they took, they were there yeah. to an extent, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but somewhere down the line in the 80s, yeah. they shifted. And I didn't have a father. Mm-hmm. I so I saw the effects now that I'm a grown woman. Mm-hmm. I see the effects of not having a, a black man in my life. Yeah. And I even at, I want to say 34, 33, I was attempting to still have a, a relationship with my father. But I was the only one really initiating it. Yeah. And he goes to me again. Yeah. After he wanted to, you know, the complaint, talking about, oh, my mama did this and did that. We talking about stuff when I was a kid, but yeah. I'm here now. Yeah. And I'm trying to have a relationship with you. And you're still not showing up. Mm-hmm. I think um, when it comes to a softening of the key to that is mm-hmm. a father figure, or at least some type of uh, positive man that's in our yeah. lives is helping us evolve, you know, evolve as as women, mm-hmm. showing us how it sh- how we should be treated. That that does and exist. Yeah, that it does exist. And, and when we don't have that, we tend to make these horrible choices. We do. I, well, you know, there's statistics that show that you, you for those of us, I grew up with my father as well. My father was addicted to crack, and he actually overdosed from cocaine, um, from crack. Um, when I was 26, actually that, is what was the reason that my first book came out. My first book under the cherry moon is about a girl that goes and confronts her father. And it was what I would have done in another life. Right? Mm-hmm. And she doesn't trust men because she couldn't understand how her father could abandon her. So I put all the anger I had to my father after he died. I had to, get, I had to do something with that. Um, and it came out in the book. But, you know, to your point, I, I did the same thing. I tried, I did. My alpha was created from my father not being here, right? Mm-hmm. So I thought when I was younger, like, okay, if I get good grades and I do, then I'll call him and he'll want a relationship with me. That never worked. Yeah. I got married. I went. To, I mean, I went to college. I got married. I had a baby. I was constantly trying to prove to him that I was worthy of a relationship. And then when I got the phone call that he, my grandfather called me a couple of years before he passed and said, because he would make up excuses of why he would never call me back, right? Mm-hmm. And probably my grandfather was just like, you just need to know, you know, he's, he's addicted to drugs. And wow. he would disappear, they would find him, he would be beat up. It was, it was heartbreaking to hear. Yeah. So <clears throat> when that happened, I had realized I had to do something because really a lot of things, a lot of pedestals in my life were trying to convince him to have a relationship with me. That's all I had the ability to do was to achieve, get good grades, do this, be good enough for him. I remember seeing him when I was 12 and I had acne really bad and I was so worried about he would not want to, he would not love me because I didn't look pretty. Because I had figured out in my head, I didn't have a man in the house, but I figured out the men around us like pretty women. So I felt like I needed to be pretty for my dad to, to love me. So that that is the, the makings of some really dangerous stuff later. Yeah. But that's all I had to go on. You know what I mean? So I remember I remember working on using products, so many products on my skin, trying to get my acne under control because I, all with the intent of impressing my father. Yeah. So when when later, when I ended up getting divorced at 31, 
that heartbreak transferred back to you weren't good enough for your dad, you weren't good enough for your husband. And that and so this wall is created. Well, if I'm not good enough, you're not gonna be good enough for me. And so I I made my list so long, <laughs> you know, that most men couldn't even yeah. potentially get yeah. there, right? Yeah. Because I had been rejected that rejection from my father sent me, it created the alpha female personality. It is responsible for me getting straight A's. It is responsible for me going to college. It is responsible for me putting my kids in private schools and trying to be this perfect person. And I think a lot of times, those of us that are driven, right? Because we can have conversations about, you know, I come in here today, what are you doing? It's like, I'm doing this, 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 and this. A lot of that drive comes from a desire to prove to ourselves, to our families, we're good enough, yeah. right? And and it's not bad. I think that there are a lot of great qualities that come from that. There are a lot of, you know, when you think of alpha female, people say it in a negative way, but it just means a woman that is a leader, a woman that has great skills. I mean, you look what you've done for so many people that look up to you, other writers, other, other you know, publishers that, that see this. So these are good qualities, but anything that's built from fear and pain you have to at one point it's going to have to be amended. You're going to have to break yeah, down. Yeah. You're going to have to. You're going to have to break it down. I'm just, I tell people it's kind of like if you are sick and you're on an antibiotic, eventually if you keep taking that antibiotic, it's going to make you sick. Yeah. So whatever you use to kind of get over that pain, eventually you're going to have to just let it go. Let it go. This is true. And what's it's, it's interesting that you say this because my son and I were having this conversation maybe a few days ago. Because his dad never shows up for him. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. Um, but it is almost like it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It's almost like um, he can disappoint him over and over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And he will give him chance after chance after yeah. chance. But I was I receive the results of um, how it affects his behavior, his mm -hmm. happiness, his identity. Mm -hmm. um, and I get angry. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't see it, yeah. but I see where it's going to leave him. And I'm trying to, I guess, almost reassure him that you are worthy enough, even when he, if, even if he doesn't show up, I'm here. Isn't is it my <laughs> Unfortunately, it it's, like, it's it's like, like what's up with these men? They don't show up. They not like. <laughs> and but you know what? I think a lot of them. I think a lot of them, and I, I mean, I, I, I've had similar situations. You know, my son, and my daughter, and. Um, even myself. My mom would look at me like, why do you keep calling your dad? Yeah. But I still would keep calling him. You know, I kept calling him. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, kids are made up of both parts, mother and father. So even if one is showing up at 100%, there's still a, at least a half is missing. So, and also I believe a father gives confidence, right? Mm -hmm. A mother gives nurturing love. Mm -hmm. So for me, I had a lot of fake confidence, but not a lot of real internal confidence, right? Because my mom was like, Crystal, you're smart. She loved me. I know that. But I'm not good enough because my dad doesn't doesn't love me. So I think men don't, boys don't, they don't reenact that the same way as girls do. They act out, right? Yep. Their sadness, <laughs> their sadness <laughs> turns to anger and acting out, right? Okay. And But I think if you look at a lot of the men that we're dating, because mm -hmm. a lot of men I dated, they never resolved their abandonment from their father. They never, they never resolved the issue with their mother. And because they can't 
talk it out like we're doing, yeah. it comes out in a relationship with a woman where they're emotionally unavailable. Or emotionally abusive. Abusive, right. But that, but that is, emotionally abusive is emotionally unavailable because he doesn't know yeah. what to do with that pain. Yeah. And so it comes out in a thing that tries to love him, right? right. So for me, what, what was different about my husband now is <laughs> when we met, he's a military vet. And I had sworn I wasn't gonna date military vets either because I had two really bad experiences. <laughs> These Negroes are crazy. I they can't be. They no military vets. He told me I'm a military vet. I have PTSD. My dad died when I was 11. I have a bed. This is who I am. Oh, okay. And I'm in therapy. He was already in therapy. He was already dealing with it, and he already understood that is a part of his the method of his issue. I had never had a man tell me. I mean, he just laid it off. <laughs> and because he laid it out there, I was able to see that, number one, he was already working on it before I came into the picture. Right. Okay. And then he understood. You, My mom always told me if a man is willing to work on things, that's all you need. Yeah. You know, he got to be He got to be aware. Yeah. So he knew his biggest, you know, him being, him losing his father at a young age left him with a home him being in the military but most men are not that evolved and haven't even been told it's okay to do that now imagine if i had been still in my normal space i'd have been out the door (laughs) which would have probably made him close up and not share that right so i think it's like you have to understand what the cycle does to each other and i had to get to the point where i could forgive my ex-husband i don't know why he did the things that he did right but what I, what I do is I extend him grace. We have two beautiful children. I don't like how he showed up after our divorce. But I had to forgive him, and I had to understand that whatever triggered his behavior is probably connected to some trauma that he hasn't addressed. Just right. like my response to him leaving was triggered. I mean, it literally became, he left me, he rejected me. I went all the way back to age six mm-hmm. and felt the rejection from my dad. I'm I'm not in that space I still yet. We're, we're where, working. That's that's why I mentioned it because I know you're gonna get there and we're gonna have this to prove it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think <laughs> I know. Because he's still he's still doing some BS and I'm still in it. You're still so I'm not able to just I wasn't always like this, you know. Yeah. I wasn't always like this. Yeah. But we got to a point, I got to a point, because we, we don't really have a relationship. But I did get to a point where and our relation our relationships were different. But I do know regardless that we look at the way black men are treated and the fact that they just absorb and they never have an opportunity to sit and have this type of conversation. Maybe now a little bit more than they used to. Right. But when we were growing up, that wasn't even. So what they did yeah. is they passed down all those those grandfathers. You watch Fences, right? And she yeah. Girls. Yeah. The Honorable Denzel Washington plays this character of this man that has all this pain and resentment and disappointment and he just drinks and has sex with women. Mm-hmm. And then you pass it down to your son because you don't connect with him. And that's mm-hmm. and, and so we're dating these men that have never addressed all this built-up trauma passed through their DNA. And we're trying to make them be... My mother was upset because my father would not be a good man to her. My father was a drug addict because he was raised in a... My father's mother died when he was born. His father owned a cat house where prostitutes and Johns would come. Mm, okay. So, so imagine what he saw. Imagine what he saw. He didn't respect women. Big surprise. Right. So when I learned that, I was like, all this time I want this man to be a father. He doesn't even know how to do that. 
it is no it is no surprise that he ended up a drug addict you know and for my mom to say well he wouldn't do it I and I love my mom but how could he yeah how could he yeah I mean I, I, I do uh, I am still praying about my situation mm -hmm. mainly because my children they love their daddies yes, they should. in spite of them yeah. um, but I also see the effects of that mm -hmm. and no matter what I, I try to do yeah. it's, not care. Care. it's not going to help yeah. so it's like you know, maybe I should have been an absent parent. <laughs> like, because maybe, uh, I don't know. Like, I don't know what, what to do to where. The one that's there gets beat up. Yeah. The one that's there gets beat up. But I, but I will say, and that's funny because the next book I have coming out that is under this Dear Alpha Female series is for mothers. Mm, because I, I have a chance to see what it does to children when the mother is still so angry and bitter towards the dad. It tells them that part of me, there's something wrong with part of me. When my mother would talk about my father when I was little, I would I would listen. I would feel empathy for my mother, but it, I internalized that like my, that's my dad. So if there's mm -hmm. if he's bad, then maybe I'm bad. Mm -hmm. And I see in different situations where the mother just hates the father, right? And not every situation. In some situations, the father is not is doing all he can, but because she's still heartbroken. Yeah, she can't. So that was a different situation. That's a different situation. Yeah. And and it, but it, what it does is it, it hurts your children. And I, t I told my kids, because again, it didn't go the way I would have liked it to after the divorce. But I told them, that's your father. You never disrespect your father. Yes. Yeah. Even, I, if, I, even if you don't think, because you know my son got a mouth on it, you know. But even if you feel like he doesn't deserve your respect, you, it says more about you how you treat your father because you don't yeah. know what he went through but but that took me and that was because of what I went through and having the dad that I wanted so badly to be a part of my life that was constantly rejecting me so I'm like I would never be one of those mothers that was like <laughs> you know what I mean? you know what I was that mother too mm -hmm. I tried it that way yeah I kept his secrets mm -hmm. so that my children could love him mm -hmm. and he used that opportunity yeah to lie and manipulate yeah and so when I got fed up, I'm like, man, fuck this. I'm going to be the truth and all that. And then my children still didn't care. And yeah. so that's why I'm like, man, fuck all y'all. <laughs> this is not yeah. fair. Right. Like, I, I was like, none of y'all. And I just felt like I was losing in every direction. And I also didn't have a lot. Because there was someone, this is why I really wanted to talk about it, Because my situation was so unique. Mm -hmm. You can try to co-parent. You can try to do the friendly route. Um, you can try, you know, just to, you know, you can try to protect your children from the truth. Mm -hmm. And then you're still co-parenting with someone who is a liar, manipulator, mm -hmm. toxic, and they do everything mm -hmm. to create chaos mm -hmm. so they can get what they want. Because they're not over the situation with you. I know. That, and that goes both with men and women. So there are a lot of times a man is hurt. And even if he, even if he did the wrong thing. A man will treat you like trash. And I'm like, but you did and be hurt that you left. Yeah, and that's how But they're still, they're, they're, they're interacting with the children. They're responding to everything based on that hurt that they have with you. Yeah. Just like with women, a woman is still, men feel like, oh, I don't want to be with you anymore. My husband's like, oh, I don't want to be with you anymore. Okay. okay. <laughs> but I, but so it, so at first I'm like, but how can you not want to be with me? But th these are our children that we created together. But that person is not, and a lot of times, especially if they have a lot of trauma and in your situation, there has to be because the, the, the manipulation and the, 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 yeah. the lying and being able to 
leverage things that are emotionally damaging yeah. shows that there's trauma, right? So that means that this relationship ending probably did more to him than you realize, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what he's acting out. Yeah. And you have to accept that and still go ahead and parent your children. And I don't think you can wait because I had to learn, okay, I can't wait on this. This is happening. He's not going to, he's not, I'm going to parent teacher comes on. He doesn't even care about, I, I got to move on. But I realized that it doesn't matter what you do, you can never erase DNA. You cannot. And I, I use my story, y'all. And if you want to know in more detail, because I don't like to talk about those specific details over and over and over again but you can go into season one and i talk about everything that went on in my first marriage it's like a movie it was extremely toxic it was um almost like um like an out-of-body experience because it was it was not just oh he cheated it was a lot more to my to my my situation and i that's what made me really want to talk about because there are a lot of situations that women are suddenly placed into and then we have to be the provider, the leader, the protector. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, we have to parent with someone that is just no good. And I know you probably feel alone and I know you probably feel frustrated and your children can feel that energy as well. Yes. And you're not a robot. Yeah. And so I had to figure out a way to heal and get through it because mm-hmm. suddenly then my children started to act out and do things yeah. towards me as well. Yeah. And so it added it magnified a lot of toxic things that I was experiencing. Yeah. A lot of hate that I was experiencing. And I wasn't, I really didn't do yeah. anything. I was very reactive to the things that were being done. Mm-hmm. And I also ultimately became bitter. Yeah. Um, I, I hated being a mother. I, I, I hated I hated it. Yeah. It was just, it was not fun. And I was receiving hate and confusion from every single angle from every from my children and from my ex and then everyone only saw him like mm-hmm. ex-husband in a certain light and then he was it's like the good guy mm-hmm. this is why i call him psycho because <laughs> ain't no way ain't no way and you know our culture you know we give a lot of we give a lot of grace yeah women women i i, I had an ex that was physically abusive and my girlfriends chris what did you do yeah. What did you do? What did you do? Mm-hmm. So our culture, you gotta it, find fault blame in us. Yeah, we and, and I think that is something that ends up hurting us because then it's like I'm going through all this, but really there's fear on the other sides of that. Um, but the reality is, what people act like is easy. You know, you can lay down and create a baby with someone. But it can create a lifetime of misery. It really can. Yeah. It really can. It can create because. And I see situations all the time. A lot of times it could be the woman that's doing everything that she can and the man is acting a fool. But there's also dads out there. I got, I, and that kind of helped me because when I was going through my situation, I had a male friend who had custody of his two children and his ex-wife was just taking him through it. I was like, damn. So I think, you know, part of the message to this is you're right. You're not alone. And I can promise you, and I told you this because you were there, you know, saw the, what, 15 years or 13 years I raised my children alone and it, and it was lonely and it was hard and I hated it and that's why I didn't want any more children I was like this is not fun this I love it. them to death but I don't ever I remember I was dating this guy and he he put he was a basketball coach for a, a university and mm-hmm. so he coached and he put on the refrigerator when his games were on my refrigerator and I, I'm taking my son Stone to soccer and Chanel to cheer 
and doing PR in Atlanta. I had no time. I was dog tired every night. This Negro wrote his game, and I started hyperventilating. I, I broke up with him like the next day because I was like, I cannot add nothing else to yeah. my schedule. And he was like, whoa. But I was just like, I am overwhelmed. I am yeah. trying to be a good mom. I am trying to failing at all of this. I feel like I'm trying to be this great entrepreneur woman, trying to keep the kids together, trying to be a good domestic, the house is a Like, I am, I can't add nothing else to my schedule. Like, I got no more room. It, and I had, I feel like I ran out of gas. You know, when, when I finally got my son, my son went to college early, I remember dropping him off and just like, what the hell am I doing? Like, this is crazy. It's just, it was crazy. So when I would meet guys that had children, I'd be like, nah, I got nothing, I got nothing left in this tank. But I can say to you, and I'll say to other single moms, when people saw that journey, it, it is always worth it and it does come together. Um, it is not fair. Life just is not fair. It's, it's not, not fair. But it happens. We it happens. I would say to young women, you know, be careful. Be careful who you choose to have a child with. Be be a lot more mindful. And 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 in our situation, we were married. So people look at me and it's like, oh, well, you were married. I was married with my husband for 13 years, and I still ended up a baby mom. Yeah. So, but you have to be more mindful. We have to pick better. And there's one thing that, you know, there was this whole thing with Kevin Sanders, and people thought he was this or whatever. Whatever your opinion of him was, one of the things that he would tell women is that whoever you have children with, that is giving that man the highest honor. Yep. And that means that you see him as someone that you see with integrity I'm telling you, a lot of times you don't know it, especially when you're young. Yeah, you're young, you don't know. Who knew at, at the time I got pregnant, my daughter, and my daughter at 20. Who knew? I was 16, so you know. You, I, you don't know. But you got to be more mindful of who you have children with on both sides. Men, just because she finally got a fat ass, mm. they don't want to do that. Because then later when you're dealing with the fact that your kids, you can't get access to your kids and she got new dudes around, like, and she's not speaking to you, she's taking child support, trying to, like, all of that stuff is because you were not aware. But for those of us that are in the situation, you have to know that it's, it, it is not fair, it's not, it's not supposed to be fair. But you do what you have to do and, and later your children are going to have to work. My children, that's their journey. They're going to have to reconcile their issues and their emotions mm -hmm. with their father the way I had to do with mine. Yeah, and that's what I tell my son and my, and my daughter now. I'm like, um, I'm not dealing yeah. with him. Sure. I don't even like have conversations with right. him. I like to take my Right, right, right. Y'all can talk to him. I did that. But you need to understand that this is... The type, this is your father. These mm -hmm. are his characteristics. This is what you can count on. Like, he is who he is. Mm -hmm. Now, you can choose, you know, to have a relationship with him, but this is what comes with it. Yeah. Or you can choose not to. Yeah. It's completely up to you. Mm -hmm. But I, we're mothers, right? We carry our babies. They come from us, mm -hmm. literally. Mm -hmm. And so, we want our children to be happy. We want to protect them. We want to protect them. But they're going to love their dad regardless. We can't protect them from their dad. And so I'm like, you're going to find out on your own, and hopefully it's going to be a much better experience than I had. But um, my advice for women and men that is dealing with, um, you've had children with someone that, and it's a, a whole toxic, bad, horrible, mm -hmm. dark, heavy, dra like like this. draining situation. <laughs> the way I managed to get through and how I'm still getting through it, is I found time to have conversations about me and my feelings. Mm -hmm. I talked about it 
Um, I took accountability in my choices. I chose him. Um, this is what I'm dealing with. Now, how am I going to choose to react? Mm -hmm. I also talked about, you know, my, my childhood. I'm losing my own mother. Um, the experience I have as being a mother myself, you have to talk about it yeah. uh, versus keeping it in because it's always like going to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. Like when you eat, yeah. you, you got to get rid of that waste. You, gotta, you can't just keep it all in. Otherwise, I can just imagine what happens to our bodies and put you it all in. You know what? You also got to figure out what was, what was going on in me that attracted that person. I know, and I'm mad. Because if you don't figure that out, <laughs> you will attract another one. It's a different passion. Yeah. And that's, and that's one of the things I was like, okay, I can't go back to that. So when I started seeing that, I had to take responsibility for, not only did I pick the person, but there was something in me that was broken, and I needed to fix that, because otherwise you're going to keep attracting it. A lot of women are in that cycle of yeah. continuing to attract men, and the only person you can blame for that is yourself because yeah. you are the common the common lender. So I used to wonder why like how a woman, like a woman that was in an abusive relationship, mm -hmm. turn around and you did a whole nother abusive man. How? Yeah. You 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 drew that to you. Yeah, it's it's in you, it's it's, it's in your energy, it's, it's probably how how you speak and carry yourself. Well it's something that's broken that you haven't gotten healing from. And if you don't heal, you're gonna repeat. You're gonna continue to repeat it. And y'all, it's hard to heal when you wish somebody to have an opportunity. You can't to be by yourself. It's okay. Honestly, I was purposely single for many, many moons. At yeah. least uh, this is my I'm in my very first relationship in my thirties. My last relationship was I was twenty seven. Mm -hmm. And I am it was cool, but <laughs> I, I what's the point? No. It, it's yeah. too much to just it's like you have to consider someone. It's a lot of conversation you gotta have. I'm, I'm, not, I'm experiencing it now, mm -hmm. but I'm in a space of where I'm way more aware of myself. Yeah, I'm way more settled. Like I'm, I'm, I'm more comfortable in my own skin. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not venturing off mm -hmm. and discovering, trying to discover different things. Mm -hmm. Like I am really happy if I'm sitting right here in the room by myself and nobody else is around. Yeah, I'm happy. Yeah, and I'm content. Yeah, if you can feel like that, mm -hmm. you're good to go. That's if you find yourself, yeah. you and you, you're yearning, you're yearning for something, and you need somebody around, or you just need to get up and move. Something going on, and, and that's that sounds so cliche, but it's so true. Because I'm just like, I, I got, I bought a house. I was, I really was like, I'm okay. And if this, if it doesn't happen, I'm okay with that. And I, you know, I have good friends. I hang out with them sometimes. But I'm also like you. I'm good with just being in the house. Yeah. You know, my husband drives trucks, but at first I was like, you are here, and you are still here. <laughs> you don't have to go out the country again just yet. <laughs> I and ain't about that time. Yeah, I enjoy, <laughs> I enjoy my peace and solitude. Let's yeah. know that you really, you, you've gotten all that other stuff out, because when you haven't gotten that stuff out, you need a distraction, and people yeah. are a distraction. I don't think that you can heal in a relationship with someone else, because you probably got that person based on you being broken. Yeah, you are what you attract it. Honestly, like the, the energy is, they, they say energy is never lie. The universe will actually talk to you. Like what you put out is what you will attract. It's almost like when you say, I am beautiful, then you're going to feel beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, it's almost like when you say, okay, well, I want to go after this. I want to conquer this. Like you you can speak goals and you can speak positive things mm -hmm. because it's what you want. But when you say negative things yeah. and when you do negative things, it, it has the same effect. It does. Even if you're, you know what, the biggest thing I've learned this year working on this movie project, this was a, this was the most mind-blowing thing. Fear and faith are the same thing. 
Explain me for this. Okay. Fear and faith are the same thing. There's a movie, Fear, uh, Deion Taylor, that I did some press on, and they were talking about the concept of fear. And I realized that, he said, fear, basically, whatever you're doing, the saying that what you fear will hold on you, right? Because you put energy into the fear, just like you put energy into faith. So for me, I do not want to be, I grew up, we were, my mom was, you know, my brother and I in the house, we didn't have much. My dad wasn't there, and I hated being broke. I hated us being poor, and I did not ever want to be that. So I was like, I'm going to get good grades. I'm going to go to college so I can have a great job. I'm going to have a husband. I'm going to and so I had created this, this right? Yeah. But deep inside, I was always afraid of ending up like I was my, like my mom, right? So at the point I got divorced, something happened. My ex-husband did some crazy stuff. I ended up homeless. And I looked around, and I was like, I am homeless with two kids. I ended up exactly in that circle that I had feared because mm-hmm. I put energy into that fear. That that fear that motivated me to be to accomplish things, it was still driving me, and it ended up taking me in a circle and bringing me right back there. Mm-hmm. And it's like faith is what you believe that you can't see, but you move towards. Fear is what you what you give energy to that you can't see, but you are moving towards. It is the same concept. And that's why I tell people you can't have people say you can't have faith and have fear. This is true. And I never and I never understood that. I was like, whatever, I have faith and I'm afraid. And guess what? The fear is stronger because that it's a it's a powerful, motivating thing. And it's basically it's telling the universe, I feel like this is stronger than me. And that's what happened. Women that are afraid I'm going to be alone, I'm afraid all men are dogs. I'm afraid, really, if you're afraid that you're going to end up, you're not enough to get something different, you're going to create that reality. Yeah. You have yeah. to check those fears and you have to build your faith. You cannot feed your fear. Yeah. When you feed it, and sometimes feeding the fear sounds like a bad chick, right? I don't need no man. I, you're just afraid that nobody's going to love you, little girl. Right. That is not the truth. And so you're feeding that and you're creating this big monster that's going to to, to do exactly what you're, what you're right. saying. you won't have one. Or the one that you get is not going to be angry. Alright, so with those that are dealing with, they, they, okay, so they may be listening, like, you know what, I'm going to ask a female, and I think yeah. I need to kind of, you know, simmer down. I don't mm-hmm. like how I talk to yeah. you know, my husband or my boyfriend. I don't like how I'm talking to my children. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to start speaking more life over myself, mm-hmm. and I want to feel better about myself. Take us a look into what their alpha females value is him. Yes. Um, and how can they apply this this book to their life? So basically, this book is the title is Dear Alpha Female. It's not it's not him, it's you. But then the second part that nobody looks at is the interactive devotional design to help you attract the love you deserve. And for even women that are in a relationship, really I think the first thing is discovering what what created your alpha. Right? Because if you're talking to people crazy, if you're at the job, you know, if you're being a BITCH. There is something inside that created that. And most of the time, 99% of the time, it's built in fear, right? And so this book, I had to actually, because I was this person that was believing, I'm not a, 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 a BIT, I'm just, I don't have energy like that. But what I was is very, very structured. And I, because I was afraid of not being taken seriously as a businesswoman, I was very, very structured, right? And people create structure because they're afraid of what's going to happen if they're not in control. And so right. I feel like a lot of times alpha females, we like situations with, that we can control. Work is something that I can control, right? right? So a lot of times you end up attracting a man that you think you can control. Then you're going to be resentful of him because he's not this take charge yeah. man. You don't want to submit. But sis, you wouldn't allow a man to come in the picture and, and give him anything. You wanted something that you could control. Yeah. 
yeah, that you can boss that around. That you can boss around, or that you felt like, okay, this is, he has to have this, 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 and this, because if I do this, this would be perfect for me. You're trying to control the situation, yeah. and that never works, not when it comes to love. It really doesn't work when it comes to jobs either, but in a career situation, it's a little bit different, because I do think alpha personality and characteristics can be advantageous, but you have to know how to check that alpha. Yeah. And you don't need to show up as an alpha, aggressive personality with someone that you love. Right. But I feel like if you, if you read this book and there's devotional designs to help you work through these situations. And at the base of a lot of that is me not feeling like I'm good enough. So I have to show up with this bravado to like boast and brag. Because really, when yeah. you're confident and I see this in you, you know, post perfect pictures, doing all this braggadocious stuff. But I know I look at you and I see a confident woman. Confidence, yeah. Confidence <laughs> is not about screaming and saying I'm the baddest bitch. Whatever you see somebody doing that, you can tell that that really is it's coming from a place of of, of fear and almost desperation. Because yeah. I'm trying to convince you with something that I'm not really convinced of. And when we operate like that in relationships, trust me, men don't want to deal with that. An amazing man is not going to deal with that. Yep. You're going to get a man that's either trying to use you, you lead with your money and your success, you're going to get a man that wants to get some of that money and that success, or you're going to turn off the right one that would not. And so yep. this is basically trying to basically design because I needed the help. I had y'all about that check the mess out of me. And I needed that. <laughs> like, I feel like we need. You was bold when that's going on. She checked me. But, but, I, but I feel like I respect, women I respect, I want them to check. Like, if you called me and was like, she get in my face like she's yelling in my face. Well, she didn't do that, though. Okay. She went off your energy. Like, that she She told me something, and she was telling me the truth, and I was like, okay, because I, you know, I knew it was the truth. But if you, I respect you. If you call and tell me, Crystal, you was that one. I'm going to listen to that, right? Likewise. I respect that. So it's like, when she was like, you wrong. Like, you keep, it's, I'm thinking it's just baby pool in Atlanta, you know, niggas here, like, I, what, but when she was like, what are you putting out? Why are you keeping track? And you just said, Crystal, you were picking wrong. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I was picking wrong. <laughs> and then I'm upset because I was alone. Yeah. Because I really yeah. wasn't able to relinquish control. I had all these things set up to try to keep me safe because I didn't want to end up hurt and rejected. But the reality is there's no such there's no such guarantee. When it comes to work, you know, I was a publicist for years. You have clients come, they go. I was okay with that, right? I didn't take that personally. If a client left, hell, somehow I was happy they left. Right. But when it comes to relationships, <laughs> we look at it like, oh, no, I need to be able to control everything. It's not real. It's, it's not, not real. It's not. And I, I'm really excited and happy about the space that you're in now. <laughs> and I am continuing to grow into my space. So what, what I did with my boyfriend now was mm -hmm. when we decided to date from day one, mm -hmm. we were very transparent, open about what we wanted, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so I was very open and transparent about my take on relationships mm -hmm. and the fact that I had been in one. So yeah. I don't even know how, yeah. how to do it. Right. And this then when I did do it, I was, I, well, I married very young, mm -hmm. and I was, I was very married to a wife because yeah. I didn't know I was doing it. Right. Then I had two boyfriends after that that I kind of just accidentally started being with. So they wasn't really worth being. Yeah. So I didn't really know how to pursue yeah. and maintain a relationship. So we started doing these check-ins. That's cute. And I was like, okay, <laughs> this is fun. So I could tell you, okay, I don't like this, I don't like that. Okay, I like this, I like that. And so we just kept that going. Yeah. And we continued to do that. And I remember I just said this to him last night because I was trying to take a shower. 
And I had realized the water is not pouring over the floor anymore because what he would do is he'll keep the shower head pointing back. Mm-hmm. And I will forget to um, close the, door, the the curtain all the way before mm-hmm. the water won't get out. Right. And he will forget to consider me after the fact. Mm-hmm. And it used to piss me off because <laughs> I would walk away to let the water get warm. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll come, come back and all the water before sound pissed. <laughs> and last time I realized it hadn't happened in a while. Mm-hmm. And I said, baby, have you been showering? <laughs> <laughs> because we don't walk down the water. So he was like, but no, I've been listening to you. Aww. And I can girl, that's what I did. <laughs> I jumped on the bed and, yes. I, and I just started hugging and kissing me. And I was like, oh my God, you really be listening. And so I, I'm really enjoying getting to know him. Yes. And I like what we're doing. So. But I like the fact that yeah. you should have started, if you guys are being transparent. That's yes. the only way. Like I said, for us, it was like, okay, this is, I ain't been in a relationship. This is what I got. I got all this stuff. I'm on this. It, and I think a lot of times with alpha females, we're controlling our image. Yeah. A lot of women, it's like, you got makeup and we, I remember talking to this young girl and she told me that she was never around her fiance without a full face of makeup on. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with makeup and getting your hair done and all that, but a real relationship with substance, you have to be willing to be transparent. Absolutely. You have to be willing to be your, show up as your real self because he can't date the representative. Eventually you're going to get tired and resentful of him of having to put up this fake false pretense for somebody and he's not really able to love you for you. The problem is a lot of us don't love ourselves unconditionally. That's funny. I was just about to say that because I'm like, she must not like herself because ain't no way I'm about to be pretending. Mm-hmm. Like, either you're going to get to know me and like me or you're not. Yeah. But this is me and I think that I'm great and you're going to get to know every single angle of me. Yeah. You're going to see me playing and you're going to see me dolled up. Yeah. You're going to see me when I when I cry. Yeah. Girl, this is when I knew that I like my boyfriend because I was frustrated one day and he literally just started he, 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 he took my little face and he <laughs> just started reassuring me <laughs> he just started reassuring me and just started wiping or like wiping mm. away my tears mm. and I wasn't afraid to just continue to cry oh, wow. and allow him just to see that this is cry. stuff to me and I was like I, I really it's not it's more than love because you can yeah. love somebody and you don't like them but I can show really, I can show really like them like yeah. not not without but you really yeah. love them naked and I think that's something that a lot of women are afraid to do and if you walk into a room <laughs> women walk into a room I have this degree I have this I have this I have this yeah. I have that that you don't give up that don't that doesn't and it, what it does is you're putting a wall and saying this is where I want to be right? this, this, this is my work this, this is, makes me yeah, work this makes me work so when you take all that away because really at the house nobody cares about that mm-hmm. you know what I mean so it, it, you have to be willing to let all that down. And that's why you shouldn't leave with those things. You should leave with honesty and transparency, which is what you got to do. Yeah, that's what we did for the job. I, I just wanted to enjoy it. Yeah. I didn't want to pretend. I didn't want to be upset. And I didn't want to have no attitudes. And when I do have something I want to address, I just say it because yeah. why not? You started that way, but that's how yeah. you start is how you finish. You know, yeah. I mean, so in relation to what I liked about him when I met him. When I could tell he was kind of like, you introduced me, but then you said, you kind of told him a little bit about our history, and he was like, oh, okay. So then he actually gave you more energy, like, oh, this is someone that's important to her. Yeah. So I was Because he knows how. I picked, up, how I, I, I picked up that on that really yeah. quickly. I was like, oh, wow. He was that in tune and gave mm-hmm. that respect to me because of the relationship I had with you. Yes. He yeah. does that to my friends. Mm-hmm. He will give a little bit more attention. Mm-hmm. 
and get to know y'all a little bit more because yeah, it's important. Yeah, to it's important to me. And he sees that I don't allow a lot of people in my yeah. space. And if I say this, no, this is my friend. Yeah, I saw yeah. him. I saw him yeah. respond to that. I was yeah. like, wow. Yeah, you need that guy. I like. I said, okay, you can sit around. Girl, no, you not. Praise God for delivering men that are attractive. Sometimes I be looking at him like, "Who baby so?" I tell you this all the time. Who baby so? I'm taking this freaking ass nowhere else because we don't get hit on. I said. He is what it, women have hit on both of us. I said they're just doing this because they're trying to get to you. I'm not taking your pretty ass out no more. But I just I think when you relax and you allow him what you him. him to be him, and, and you're gonna get what you want. You yeah. know, women are so afraid, fear again. Yeah. Of you're gonna get somebody you're not attracted to, and they don't have money, they don't have all that. I didn't I didn't leave with that, but we good. Yeah. You know, we good. We taken yeah. care of. You know, we good. Yeah. So it just like when I stopped. Putting all those, all this stuff, God brought me exactly what I needed, and even a little extra. Yeah, you know, six foot two. I know. Yeah, <laughs> and that's a thicker. He's working on yeah. working on the arms and the shoulders. I mean, yes. I kind of, you know, I mean, like my my boyfriend is not a big one, but you know, I, he, I, I, I saw him last time. Yeah, yeah, he looked. <laughs> I can't get that guy. Keep talking about it, but he is, y'all. He no, he's good. I, I, he's I, pretty. Sister, <laughs> yes, yeah. So I, I am enjoying um, allowing myself to be feminine mm-hmm. with him, but he also allows me to be an outsider, yeah, and you know, yeah. to be myself, and yeah. it's, it's a good blend. So I'm going to encourage mm-hmm. anyone that's listening to this episode: um, if you find yourself not happy and feeling full when you're by yourself, to pay attention to why and figure out and go to the beginning. Like Crystal, mm-hmm. you got to go back to the beginning. And discover how did you become this way, and you may not know where to start, so you just got to start talking, and that that can be counseling. Um, I also have uh, lit diaries where we do have these these um, therapeutic conversations, so you can come to lit diaries, um, and you can talk things through. You can write them out, make it make sense, um, and and I, honestly, find your community and the tribe that can kind of help you grow and evolve as a person, because. Honestly, we can't do it by ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Enough of us is not really going to church like that, and sometimes church is really not what it used to be. Mm-hmm. So, kind of church and place. this, I think, I think church and church this. and definitely yeah. because yeah. this type of conversation don't really be happening in church. Mm-hmm. Like they really be by the book or by the scripture. Mm-hmm. And honestly, we need a more of a realistic approach to what's going on today. Mm-hmm. Um, so, come to Lit Diaries. You know, we have a lot of conversations like I this. Come, I'm gonna come get it. Get in on some of that, yeah. Because I like you do a lot of because this is this is a house of of, of healing and expression. So Mm -hmm. I figure you know people need a space like this, and and it's centered around words. We have a manifestation wall, y'all. So y'all can come and manifest the things of your life. We're gonna have a lot of workbooks like that. We need to get this on the shelf too. Yeah, it breaks on. Yeah, so we're gonna have some gratitude journals, y'all. Some manifestation journals, some dreaming journals. How to deal with trauma. Um, even how to, we're going to have some diaries because I feel that healing does start with actually talking. It starts with the words. Yeah. So, Crystal, thank you so much thank for being a part of, of Tracy's Amika, yeah. y'all. A part, of, a part of Amika. Yes. I one thing to yeah. any women out there, I think being an alpha female is not a negative thing. It's exactly. actually a beautiful thing. To like an alpha female. Exactly. There's nothing wrong. And I think there's just narrative that we have to realize that 
the fact that you are ambitious, the fact that you've overcome the and strong, 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 strong is a beautiful love love that embrace. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. yeah, don't and 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 you will find the love that you deserve, which means a man that will appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Your 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 guy appreciates that in you. Mine appreciates and celebrates. So don't believe that you know you can't have a man. You have to dumb down. I hate when people say you have to dumb down yeah. for a man. That's not true. You just don't have the right one. And yeah, maybe because you're not showing up in your full, in your essence of who you are. And once you do that, you're going to attract a man that's going to appreciate every single piece of that. So I just wanted to make sure I said that because I'm just tired of people looking at alpha females and negative things. And if you do find yourself, like it's a little bit part of you where you're not being fully authentic, you fucking up, y'all. That's on you, sis. Like it's not going to work. You got to switch that up and you got to be yourself. And if you have to see if they will accept you and all that, you know, all that you, that, every little part of yourself, see if they will accept that. And if they don't, it's okay. Exactly. Again, if you are not okay being alone, something, there's a problem. There's something going on, something deeper. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to encourage y'all to keep working on y'all, keep healing. I will continue to heal out loud even past this season for y'all, make sure y'all follow me and stuff. And I'm going on tour, y'all. So I have the traces of you. Tour is going to go to Los Angeles, Chicago, Charlotte, Miami, uh, obviously Atlanta, back home in Dallas, Fort Worth, so forth and so forth, because I want to have conversations about you and you discovering who you are. So, Traces of You Tour is coming to the city near y'all. So, thank you, Crystal. Appreciate y'all. Love y'all. Bye. Bye.